When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR, make your first deposit, you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's with promo code DNVR only. DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Patrick Lyons. And I am Sue Hunter. Look at us post-game here at Coors Field. We are post-gaming a Rockies victory, a nice little comeback victory here on Tuesday night over the San Diego Padres. We'll talk about why the West was won or maybe why the West wasn't won. You know we're going to be talking about the Padres. We'll be talking about the Dodgers when it comes to that. Some more all-star game chatter. But Right off the bat, the guy who had the MVP chain, we did see it in the locker room. We can confirm it, despite the fact Garrett Hampson came through in the clutch in a big spot. Charlie Blackman came through in a big spot with a three-run home run. Nevertheless, the Blake Street Gomber himself, Austin Gomber, our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. Yes, very exciting. Uh, Six innings pitched, six hits, allowed a run, one walk, three strikeouts. But hey, he got the job done. A big old Rocks W. He goes to five and seven on the season. Rockies win five three. They go to thirty nine and forty nine. Still ten games under five hundred. Look, they're they're doing what they can here at, at this point. Gomber got himself into a little bit of trouble in the first and second inning. Uh, in fact, he started the game with a double to Hassan Kim, then hit Jake Cronenworth with a pitch. That one we're going to have to talk about more later on because there were a couple plunkings going on, a couple interesting things that did transpire. Did give up a run in the second, but from that point on, the next four innings, did not give up a run, had one runner get to second base. He really was able to grind down, and as Bud Black phrased it, I mean, I asked him the question, but he did confirm it, right, Susie? It was a good performance. He said that gritty was a good word, and we're not talking about the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. We are talking about some grit coming from Austin Gomber. So, yeah, you asked the question that way, so I feel like you were leading him a little bit. No, I don't think you were leading him a little bit. But, yeah, no, he – Bud Black definitely agreed with that point. And Gomber, you know, said some interesting things postgame. Kind of talked like he typically does, saying, look, this is my game. This is how I pitch. I'm going to be a little bit more at the the top of the strike zone rather than at the bottom. So I'm going to induce a little, you know, more fly balls than than normal. We know he has no problem with throwing a curveball on the moon. Said that in his first press conference with the Rockies back in 2021. And so he had seven flyouts, seven groundouts, but overall, everything that he had been working on in his last couple starts out, both against the Diamondbacks, really all came to fruition here against a San Diego Padres lineup that they lacked a little pop. Uh, Looking up and down the lineup, I uh, wasn't too impressed, but they are one of those clubs similar to the Dodgers where even when they don't have their best personnel out in the lineup, they tend to produce. Rockies also did not have their top personnel in the lineup. We know that Chris Bryant was away thanks to our TikTok. You know, if you're following <laughs> along with what Susie's doing, that's one way that you know that Chris Bryant is not in the lineup. Is that correct? Do we have any updates on the Twins yet? No, no. And I've been asking, you know, some Rockies staff too. I'm like, do we know if the twins are here yet? No word yet. We do not know if they've arrived. Uh, We have been wondering if there's going to be K names involved. I feel so bad. I made a whole TikTok, you know, predicting names. We didn't even include the name Kale 
name of today's super producer. So my apologies, my sincerest apologies to super producer Kale for not including him in and the prediction. Chris Bryant loves Kale chips, Kale salad, both of those things. He might name both twins Kale. Hot take. That's a hot take, but I think Kale there with is a one chance. L and then Kale with two L's. Precisely. We are on the same page here. Mm-hmm. No two ways about it. So Brian out on the paternity list. Wednesday is supposed to be the last day. Three days is what the agreement says, but uh, we'll see if it ends up being more uh, as we wait for an update. No CJ Crone in the lineup. He did get hit on the hand by a pitch with the Diamondbacks. Again, that factors into this game with the Padres just a little bit. Came back a little bit too soon, uh, it seemed like, on Monday. So he's got the day off here on, on Tuesday. And then no Brendan Rodgers, as I believe they were out of vanilla syrup for his special order there at Starbucks. So Listen, those three guys line up yeah. lack a little bit of pop because of that. You know what? If B-Rod doesn't get that vanilla syrup in his cold brew, forget it. There's going to be, you know, yeah, give him the day. <laughs> Charlie Blackman did have two hits in his final two plate appearances, including a big three-run home run that flipped the lead. I mean, it was 1-1 at that point, so they go up 4-1. That ended up being such a huge spot. Ryan McMahon later with the triple to knock out Mike Clevenger. But uh, we finally had an opportunity to talk with Charlie. He's got a crazy post-game regimen. Crazy. That yeah. that's why he's been able to play at this level for so long. You know, hit 13 home runs in 2021. Already has 14 now. Yes, you're saying, yeah. Well, he wasn't that great last year. So if you're comparing him, well, yeah, he's one year older, but he is very much clearly better. Talked post game about very specifically. He's tried to hit home runs in the off season. Changed his swing up a little bit instead of going the opposite way like he did trying to spray the ball around, going up the middle, basically saying, "Yeah, let me get used to that stroke. Let me get back to, you know, hitting some balls out into right right center field." And he's absolutely done that uh, and has looked amazing taking those days as the DH as he was here yes. on Tuesday night. Yeah, I liked what he said about adding the DH to his routine because at first he wasn't so keen on it, but now, even though he prefers to be in the outfield, he recognizes that he's a little more fresh coming off of a DH day. So I think it's, listen, the DH looks good on Charlie Blackman for sure. It's done him, it's done him some good. Definitely has. He's, he's kind of changed his tune a little bit about uh, being a little bit fresher because of that, taking that day. And really the DH spot is is no longer used in that typical form that we know, hey, Edgar Martinez, Hall of Famer, Harold Baines, Hall of Famer, Frank Thomas, second half of his career. He spent time at the DH. David Ortiz will see get inducted here at the end of the month in the Hall of Fame. We know him to be a true DH. Teams just simply aren't doing that anymore. They're using it as just a day off for some of their better players. Charlie even said, hey, go and look at what Nolan Arenado's batting average is like when he gets a day off or when he's the DH. So, he does not want to clog up that spot necessarily. But overall, I think the team is better. If he gets a day off as a DH, he goes back out in the field, feels a little bit fresher, which he said he does when he gets those days. So, you know, it, it's it's making the team better overall. He's being that team player that we know to be. And so, yes, maybe begrudgingly, he would prefer not to be that, you know, more of a true DH. But nevertheless, the 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 results are there. The proof is in the pudding. 14 home runs now. 50 RBI before the All-Star break. It's pretty darn good for Chuck Nasty. I love it. 10 years in, he's still cooking. He is. Garrett Hampson was cooking there. Game-tying RBI single. We already know he factored in all three runs on that win against the Diamondbacks, where he was the knight of the game to Herman Marquez's (laughs) king of the game. Perfect. Uh, There also was a play. He laid down a bunt. It was a very hard bunt to first base, but... He knew there's kind of a lumbering Luke Voigt uh, over there. Uh, he, he lumbered into third base on another play that we'll get to, of course, as we yeah. break down Tuesday's victory. But play at first, brief collision there at first base. Uh, I think the umpire originally ruled it safe. They ended up overturning it. But what was funny was Nick Martinez had some some anxious energy where once they came through the bag at the same time, if you go back and watch the clip, he had his hand on Hampson, like, oh, are you okay? Then points back to the umpire. Hey, wait, no, he was out. Then he's coming back to first base, pointing to the dugout. Hey, why don't we review that? And then he's got his hand on Hampson's back, trying to check that he's okay. And Hampson really didn't want to have anything anything to do with it. He's like, look, I'm on first base. Maybe, maybe not. 
I'm going to try to steal a bag on you, which, which he later uh, attempted to do. And he was so very focused there. And, and Martinez had some golden retriever type energy going on. there. <laughs> I thought that was a really cool juxtaposition between those two guys in that spot there. It's definitely very chaotic. That's a great way to put it though, Patrick. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the start of the seventh inning there. They, they unfortunately were not able to get any runs. Luke Vogt, though. Why am I struggling with his name? Voigt. Vogt. Luke Vogt. Luke Vogt. Voigt. You're confusing him with Brendan Vogtate. Yeah, what is going on, these people with these names? Too many similar names. I, now I don't know what is, what is right. I, I don't get names wrong. I am very good at names. You know what? It's super... I don't know. It's so late right now. I mean, it's we're recording this at like 11 o'clock at night after a very long day of reporting on some baseball. So I will give you a pass there. Luke Voigt. Yeah, most <laughs> what did name, you want to say about him? Most names are pronounced exactly as they look. So, yes, I'm looking at his name. It is very clearly Voigt. Okay. Yes. Back on track. Luke Voigt. He, uh, on second base, so eighth inning was, was a key spot there. It, it was a key inning where... Boy, the Padres had a lot of juice. They were able to score two runs, probably could have gotten a couple more. Now, there's a baseball adage, tweeted this out on Twitter, at Patrick D. Lyons, that you do not make the first or third out at third base. Well, the Padres did not make the first out at third base. They did make the third out at third base, and they also made the second out at third base. Sam Hilliard, first game back in the lineup since coming back, replacing Chris Bryant with the paternity list that we know uh, doubled in his first at bat. It was fantastic to see that later on. He hit what seemed like it could have been a triple, but it ultimately was ruled an error on Trent Grisham, who had just come in the game as somewhat of a defensive replacement, did not come through. He had a defensive miscue on Monday on a line drive for Charlie Blackman that kind of knuckled a little bit. It was hard to tell, got a real bad beat on it. Charlie got himself a triple there on Monday, but Hilliard, great to see him back. Fly ball to left field off the bat of Austin Nola. You had runners on first and second. And Luke Voigt, lumbering guy, but again, tagged up. Did not realize Sam Hilliard, or maybe he had forgotten because Sam had been down in AAA for so long. Sam's got a cannon, one hop, Ryan McMahon tagged him out. Bang, bang, double play. Yeah, love to see it. Yeah, and uh, I think Spilly mentioned that that throw was 74 miles an hour. I don't know if he was joking or not. He was joking, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I think it was faster. Yes, no, your your eyes were not deceiving you. It definitely yeah. was. And then the inning ends with a caught stealing. Brian Servant to Ryan McMahon with a dazzling catch. He said after the game, look, just, just put the glove on the bag. Try not to swipe. He did that earlier this season uh, against the Diamondbacks, and that did not pay off for him. Still had a scar on his hand from when he was cleated from that play that we had talked about post-game where it was like, well, he had the ball. The guy was out by a mile. Why was he ruled safe? Well, because McMahon had to slide his glove off because he was being cleated. So ball might have remained in his mitt somewhat, but his hand wasn't in the mitt. Still had a scar from that. McMahon made a great tag to get Estuary Ruiz out in his major league debut. First game uh, for the 23-year-old center fielder. Singled in his first at-bat. Kind of cool to see. Uh, Don't think it was an RBI. No, it wasn't. But a base hit uh, in his debut. Really cool. Too bad, so sad. He got caught stealing there to end the eighth. And that really killed the momentum before. The light show came out. Ended up coming in. One, two, three inning. Gets his 19th save of the season. Lowers his ERA to 2.14 on the year. Yeah, you know it's going to be a good night when you get the Daniel Bard light show. Oh, absolutely. On Monday, Padres did win, snap Rockies five-game streak there. Rockies had actually won nine straight games at home against the Padres. Bob Melvin was asked about this, and uh, Rockies, when they had swept the Padres their last go-around, he said, well, I wasn't here for that. I had COVID, so uh, I have no recollection of that. So that's one of those good moments to be able to flush out of the system. And we saw Jose Urania in his second start looking Really solid, looking really aggressive coming off the mound, uh, fielding a couple plays, chalk outline or otherwise. Uh, <laughs> did you like what you saw from Jose Urania there, Susie? I mean, yes and no. That fumbling where he and McMahon kind of bumped into each other and instead of throwing to first, he kind of flopped on the ground. Did not love that. But, you know, otherwise, 
a fine outing. Not a great outcome. But yes, I did like the uh, chalk outline that you drew for us. What app did you use? Microsoft Paint? Did you use your phone? Photoshop? I, someone from DNVR uh, took care <laughs> of that. I, I don't even know if it was even generated by our beat. It was just someone from the company got that out. I just... Uh, it's hard to know who's doing what because everyone's got their their hand in this. A lot of cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. Urania so did ha- many. Urania did have uh, another quality start. There, six innings pitch, seven hits, two runs, three walks, three Ks, allowed three total runs through his twelve and two thirds innings with Colorado. Love to see that as the trade deadline approaches. One of the worries that I had as far as the future of the team, all those players on one year deals or even players that only have a year plus left is that if you don't trade them, you're not going to get anything in the future going forward. So you need to maximize uh, those commodities, those assets, if you will. And if the starting rotation is banged up, then you may need to hold on to a guy like Chad Cool just simply to not overexpose somebody younger. But the presence of Jose Urania, really promising. Antonio Sensatella pitched on Tuesday night with the isotopes in Sacramento, five innings pitched, four hits, one run, one walk. No strikeouts. That's kind of been his MO this year, for better or worse. So if he can come back, be healthy, Urania continues to stay steady. Just give him a quality start. That's a 4-5 ERA. You're going to take that. Maybe that does allow them another trade chip here at the deadline to, again, further improve the farm system and maybe create a window of opportunity and a window of contention for this team in a few years because I don't know that they've got one coming up. And you know what? If they're going to get one coming up, they're going to have to make a couple creative trades, and that means trading prospects. So guess what? Ship out the guys that are not going to be here next year, bring in some fresh blood, rotate, keep keep going through. Treat it like Keith Richards' you know, veins. and his blood. Just keep rotating it in and out. New stuff, get the old stuff out, and that's going to work, and you're going to live forever, and maybe you're going to win the NLS once. What a metaphor that was. You really painted us. A beautiful, beautiful picture there, Patrick. I think so. And look, when you're talking about painting beautiful pictures, oh, wait, no, we don't have any art sponsors. But look, (laughs) we have amazing authors and journalists that paint beautiful pictures with their words each and every day on the dnvr.com. Now only 50 cents for your first month. Broncos, Nuggets, Avs, us here at the Rockies, Rapids, Rams, the golf guys are doing it. It's fantastic. You get access to the members-only Discord. We don't have to worry about politics a-holes chat with everybody in our community once the bar gets uh, back and running once again uh, pretty soon here before you know it in a couple weeks you'll get that member size beer that mega pint as it were and if you're ready to go all in you get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com with your annual subscription breckenridge brew avalanche ale it's still that time it's still a wonderful world to celebrate where yes the greatest team in all of hockey exist right here in our town celebrate that with the avalanche ale they did an amazing job of sending community stars to each of the playoff games even the stanley cup breckenridge brew giving away tickets for that they were donating some profits to marshall fire victims so visit breckbrew.com to learn more about where you can get avalanche ale in your local area king supers costco you name it avalanche ale now is still the time for that and Time and the action just never ends. It never stops at DraftKings Sportsbook all throughout this summer. Tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can feel your fandom, feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Seriously. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, guess what? You get another shot to cash in. You get some same-game parlay spreads, money lines. You do it on baseball, golf, MMA, so much more. Have a lot of fun. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling or referral services can be accessed by calling one 800 522 Jose Iglesias on Monday accessed his 1,000th career hit. Not yes. bad. Only 5%, I think, of all big leaguers ever reach that milestone. A big Preston. milestone and an even bigger milestone considering he is the 19th Cuban-born player 
to reach 1,000 hits. So congratulations to Jose Iglesias. Very excited for him. Yeah, what what an absolute journey he's had. Again, anyone being born in Cuba, I know I know that some of the restrictions have changed somewhat recently. Honestly, don't know how much. I know it is a bit different now, uh, but nevertheless, his journey for how old he is and uh, growing up as a kid, getting to America, all that. Yes, it's it goes against all logic how someone could get here to this spot. And so for him to have done that, absolutely amazing. Keep in mind, only three Cuban-born Hall of Famers. And before this past year, there was only one, Tony Perez, Eduardo Perez's dad from ESPN. Uh, but mm-hmm. we got Tony Oliva and Minnie Minoso both being inducted this year. Maybe someday we'll get another one in Rafael Palmero. Uh, he's a member of the 3000 Hit Club. Big asterisk, obviously, uh, next to him. But really cool moment. Also, too, loved, again, Rocky's staff. They were right on top of it. They had the graphic on the board. And Rocky's fans, whether they knew it or not, they recognized that moment. Standing ovation. Really cool. Ended up, uh, I think there was a pitching change going on there. Either that or a mound visit. And so... Again, the moment lasted a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You saw maybe a little welling up in the eyes there from uh, Mr. Iglesias. So really cool. Another heartwarming moment here for the Rocky shortstop. Um, Jose Iglesias has given us so many heartwarming moments this season, too. Is he leading the Rockies in heartwarming moments? Uh, according to my spreadsheet, he is tied for the lead uh, with four. I'm forgetting the other two an HWMs. Heartwarming moments, of course. Um, so we'll, we'll have to get to that another day. Again, yes. we, we can't unveil all of our spreadsheets, including no. a, including a spreadsheet. Somebody on the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can't really say more about that other than someone on the Rockies, a player, active in the 26-man roster who's played in the last two days for the Rockies here at Coors Field, made a spreadsheet, loved it. We'll tell you what that is here in the coming days on DNVR on the DNVR podcast. Randall Gritchick on Monday, ninth homer of the season. Good to see that that power, that pop coming back from Mr. Gritchick. He batted cleanup on Tuesday. His ninth home run, keep in mind, he hit five through the first 53 games, kind of a slow start. But now he's hit four here in the last 20. And four, two, yeah. four in the last 20? Blaze it. That's a lot. That's, that is That's blazing, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh and he made two fantastic plays. Forgot to put this in the notes, but how could I possibly forget it? It was, uh, I believe it was in the eighth inning, so uh, or ninth inning. Ninth inning mm-hmm. on Monday's game. Man, just got a lot of momentum. Two consecutive dive. One was a diving play, one was a sliding play. And then camera kept on him for the third out and was just catching his breath because he had run all over the place to make those grabs. So I sort of contend the home run that he robbed in Texas, obviously that's going to be the top defensive play so far. But these two coupled together, if you like quantity, if you're more of of a buffet-type person, you may prefer the two Gritchick catches to the one filet mignon home run grabbing save in Texas. I mean, I was going to say he was putting on a clinic out there, but I guess he's putting on a Vegas buffet. I like that. He well, we might have to check with our producer Kale because he knows uh, a thing or two about uh, <laughs> Vegas buffets. And look, the 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 APM right now is is at an all time high. We're at a big pace. Analogies per minute. Kale, what do we think? <laughs> Vegas buffets better, or you just 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 give me a a, a good. Bro, I have an admission. We actually didn't go to a buffet while we were in Vegas. Then what did you eat? We ate at Carmine's. We ate it um, at. Uh, Gordon Ramsay burger. We did oh. like we ate well. Mm-hmm. What? Gordon Ramsay burger? That's what. Yeah. That's a real place. It's a real restaurant. Yeah. We've got a burger restaurant. It's in the middle of the Planet Hollywood Casino. Celebrity chefs love to have burger places. Bobby Flay's got a burger place at Mohegan Sun. It's I've fantastic. Been. I've <laughs> yeah. been. Those burgers are good. Honestly, a little disappointing, but that's for another conversation. I just love the fact that it's just chef name and then the food. Gordon Ramsay burger. That's that's exactly what it's called. Jada de Lorenza lasagna. Like, all right, I guess I'll go I there. would go to that restaurant so much. That sounds so good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I don't know what the problem is here. <laughs> Rachel Ray cheesesteaks. Like, look, this there's a recipe here. You take the chef, you take a type of food, 
Now, I don't know if we could trademark that. We usually have to, like to come up with an invention here, too. I don't know if we could get in on that deal necessarily, but we did, cre- Basically, we did create something. Kale, we're going to ask you, unfortunately, to Photoshop a lot of fake celebrity restaurants. Like, that's a thing that's coming your way. Just brace yourself. Once the hangover has subsided. Well, the home, that Manny, the, the home run that Manny Machado hit uh, onto the concourse oh. on Monday, we're pretty sure it may have landed right next to the Mike Redman ice cream extravaganza. Like, I don't know <laughs> if that's the official name there. It was by the Helton Burger. So, again, that follows the formula. but. Uh, when you're a coach, it's the the Mike Redman ice cream extravaganza. I think that's the official name of that. that it definitely booth. is. Yes. If and it's not, it, it certainly should be. We, that was a tough – it was a beautiful home run, but it was, it was tough to watch. One quick beautiful thing before we get to our, our next official segment about why the West was won as we check in on the other teams here in the National League West was Tony Gwynn Jr. Now, in the last homestand, said hi to him for the first time. Looks just like his dad. Has like the same voice uh, of his dad. It's 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 awesome. It's 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 beautiful. He's he's a living legacy of that. Like it, it's just it's just wonderful. And did I forgot to to ask him this question? But I remembered on Monday it was a great little meet cute. Something fell out of his pocket. I handed it to him. I was like, TG, here's the deal. Have you seen your father's mural yet? So you might remember last year at the All-Star Game, right across from Coors Field, they put up a couple guys there to commemorate the 1998 All-Star Game. I think we've got what? Pudge Rodriguez, Cal Ripken Jr., Tony Gwynn, Larry Walker, those four guys. And he had said, actually, I hadn't seen it until that day. So that day on Monday when I had asked him, he said, no, I'd, I'd mentioned it. My driver took me around, and uh, I was like, why, why would there be a, a mural of my father in Denver, then when he saw it, oh, it, it makes all the sense in the world. So he just thought that was that was really cool. And I imagine that that must be cool. Again, everywhere you go, you've got these lasting images of of your father who is forgetting that they're iconic. They're your father. That's it. Bottom line, my dad's everywhere. So to me, they're iconic, and I love seeing them. And so uh, that that just made me feel really good. And again, just just a connection through the decades, through the generations of of all time great players, families, Rockies. It it was it was a really cool and beautiful moment. So I just wanted to share that here on the pod. Um, I am so glad you guys had such a moment. I'm so glad it was a meet cute. What did he drop? <laughs> it was, I think, his hotel card. <laughs> That's a follow up question. <laughs> It was a meet cute. It's just I like I like details, so I can write the rom com. No, the truth is, I actually I pickpocketed him, and <laughs> pretended that he had dropped something. So you fabricated the moment. Oh no! It was a stalk cute. Now, thanks. Too many follow ups here. Too many follow ups. But look, you're acting real <laughs> suspicious right now, Patrick. You are incriminating yourself here. <laughs> Look, my confirmation name is Sus. So, all right, let's dig into why the West was won. We haven't done this in a while, and I think we have a better idea now as far as what teams probably have a good chance to win the West, why they are going to do it. And I think we know what teams, why they are not going to do it. But nevertheless, let's go through this exercise because there's some interesting little fun facts going around to kind of check in on uh, these clubs here in the division. We just saw the Padres here. So um, just two games, but a lot of matchups here uh, in the last months with the Padres. Susie, what are you, what are you seeing? What are you, what are you feeling out from this club right now? Uh, who is currently 50 and 39 following the loss on Tuesday night to the Rockies? Yeah. Seeing that, seeing that they're 50 and 39, I think they're good. I think they're, they're on a great track, but yeah. Um, only Luke Voigt and Manny Machado had more than eight homers um, in in Tuesday night's lineup. So I mean, like, yeah, they've got. Um, I mean, they've got the talent there, and it, you said this earlier too. You know, even when they don't have their best people out there, like they're still competitive. They're still out there. So yeah, it's true. I, yeah, they've. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, they combined hit three home runs on Monday night. Uh, that was only the third time all season doing so. So that was kind of the shocker. So you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head. You looked at their lineup on Tuesday night. And even you know, when they get Fernando Tatis back, well, he'll start out with zero home runs. But nevertheless, if, if you just look up and down the lineup, 
you know, there's not the the power bats maybe that they've had uh, in the past or as much as, as they would like. Jake Cronenworth does have eight home runs. Hosmer, you know, you got to hope uh, can find his home run stroke. Grisham can do it from time to time. But you're right. They might be lacking some power. They'll get Tatis Jr. back, but they still might want to look to add another bat. Uh, I think one of the, the really important indicators for the Padres of why they may win the West is uh, with that win on Monday night, they improved to 16 and 9, 640 winning percentage. It's actually the best of any NL club in one run games. And so they've got a pretty strong bullpen. They've got, I mean, they got six starting pitchers for crying out loud. So their bullpen's kind of short, but they got a lot of guys on the IL. And I think once they get everybody together and healthy, they've got a lot of weapons out there in their bullpen to deploy. And so uh, I think they could be a threat to the Dodgers. I, I'm still going to lean towards the Dodgers, but boy, oh boy, if anyone's going to do it this year, it's going to be the Padres. I mean, yeah, let's talk about the Dodgers record. I mean, only a little bit better than the Padres. They're uh, 56 and 30. So of course, everyone recognizes the Dodgers as the true leaders of this division. It's their division to win or lose. Um, And they've got the best record in the National League, a plus 150 run differential. They're only behind the Yankees. Naturally, yeah, best best in the National League. And for anyone who doesn't, uh, who might not know this, and because this is one of those statistics that uh, pops up now as just uh, one of those, those general uh, statistics in the standing, so to speak, why that's there. And run differential is, is used mostly over the course of a season. You know, you play 162 games, you're going to get blown out once in a while. You're going to blow out teams. You're going to win a couple by a run. You're going to lose a couple by a run, but there are other times in which maybe you, uh, you have some, some blowout victories more than, than you get blown out and whatever it is. So you can start to notice those trends and traditionally based on the run differential, basically how many runs you score versus how many you've given up. That is a very strong indicator as to what your record is. Now, last year, Seattle almost snuck into the playoffs, despite the fact that they had given up more runs than they had scored. So, uh, you know, there, there can be those exceptions, but in general, if you are scoring a lot more than you are giving up, your record typically reflects that. And the opposite is also true. So mm-hmm. that, that tells you all you need to know about how good the Dodgers have been this year. You know, the Rockies in comparison have a minus 79 run differential in case you're wondering. Nice. Am I doing that right? 79. Nice. Oh, wrong yeah. number. Nice. Wrong number, Patrick. All Read right. a book I sometime. Didn't get that memo. Uh, poor, poor, poor uh, Dodgers. Only four all-stars uh, that I counted. David Roberts hoped that there would be like seven. But I'm kind of thinking that I'm wondering when they made the roster, if like the Dodgers guys who were on the cusp, they just didn't include them because they're going to be in L.A. already, you know, yeah. and they might just say, all right, well, we need an extra body here to show up. Hey, you can come. You, you were kind of deserving anyway, like Will Smith. Uh was a little bit surprised he had it. He didn't make it. Actually, found out today and uh, talking with Taylor Rogers, a, a kid who went to Chatfield High, uh, Colorado guy, uh, got to pitch in uh, on in Monday's game for the first time ever. You know, came up with the Twins. They had never played here at Coors Field, so he hadn't had that experience before. Uh, and he mentioned being added very late to the uh, All Star Game roster last year. Some people might not even remembered he was there for the American League. Didn't get a chance to play, but when he was contacted about Hey, do you want to go to the all-star game? It's like, well, I'm already here, so I, I might as well. So that was a, a really cool experience. It was fun talking with him about that. So uh, Trey Turner, Wookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, Tony Gonsolin. And, uh, and, and, and here's an indicator of, I, I think, it, I don't think it hammers home the point of how good they are. But in context, I think it will. They're 19 and six against teams that are better than 500. And you go, so only three games better. That's not very good, except it is the best in the National League. And Atlanta and the Mets, they're the only two other teams that have even a winning record against teams that are at 500. So when you put it, you know, when you frame it that way, you realize, yeah, when you're playing really good teams, you know, it's going to be hard to win. Uh, you you got to be better than uh, than. 19 and 16 in the, in the postseason, you got to have a better winning percentage than that uh, to go far. So, uh, nevertheless, you know, those are some of the, the decent indicators that the Dodgers, for better or worse, 
all right. They're doing well. Look, you're going to be all right with Green Mountain Dental Group. They've taken amazing care <laughs> of all of our DNVR members over the year, especially and especially. I'm not one of those people who say especially. It's late night. But especially those who've made the permanent switch. <laughs> switch. I'm also not one of those people who say swish when they mean switch. So depending on which side of the fence you're on, me, I'm an especially and switch guy. But Green Mountain Dental Group, they are the type of guys and gals and folks over there that are going to keep your teeth curly white. If you're smiling out, it's summertime, abs raise the Stanley Cup, you're feeling good, and they are going to make you feel good over there at Green Mountain Dental Group. No matter what you got going on, they're going to make sure they take good care of you. Like they did Allie not too long ago. She had to get the old wisdom teeth pulled out. They take amazing care of her, made that whole process really, really easy. They're going to make it easy for you when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. You're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Then if you need to go grab a bite to eat, I like to make dates and sometimes when I've got chores, give myself a treat either before or after this chore or errand, whether it's going to the doctor, taking good care of my health or going to the dentist. You know what? You can do that not too far away with sexy pizza that's right old south pearl capitol hill jefferson park park hill they got one down in trinidad colorado as well but if you're going to green mountain dental group stop by grab a hand toss deck oven pizza with made from scratch each morning dough it's what i love most about sexy pizza is particularly that they donate to a different range of nonprofits right here in colorado you can go to their site www.sexy pizza to check out their about page for their donations link to see how sexy pizza can support your cause that's sexy pizza what's sexier than pizza at sexy pizza sexy pizza okay that's not their slogan but i just improv that and i think it should be kale chime in is that the new catchphrase for sexy pizza it's brilliant it's brilliant (laughs) all right make sure you you cut this out Send it out. We'll type it up. I have no idea what I just said. I just kind of blacked out there for a second, but I think I have some Amazing. gold. I think In- I may have some gold. Tremendous content. We are like late night loopy. It's DNVR after dark and we're well, crazy look, right now. If we're talking about gold, we got to talk about the city where it all started. San Francisco, not literally, but it's a good transition. Only one representative to the All-Star game there. Starter in the outfield, Jock Peterson for the Giants. They're 43 and 42. On Tuesday, Carlos Rodon was added to the pitching staff. So great work by Mrs. Rodon, assuming that she took his name. Susie, I think you've been following that she story did, a little yeah. bit closer than I, I have. <laughs> yeah, she, she was happy. heated. She had some some choice words that we usually don't say on this podcast about how she felt about that snub. Uh, but all's well that ends well. He made that roster and she gets full credit. Yeah, they, they reversed the snub. So it's 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 Reverse all good. snub. Yeah. So yeah, so one game over five hundred, so you might not like their chances in general. But you know, they haven't dropped below five hundred this season. In fact, it's going all the way back to last year. Uh so two hundred and seventy four consecutive days with a five hundred or better winning percentage. I mean, really that's all you gotta do is stick around five hundred to possibly sneak in for that third wild card, Farhan Zaidi does a nice job working the phones making some trades. So you certainly can't count out the Giants. You might count them out for the NL West, but they had a lot of magic last year. If any, any team's going to get that magic back again, it very well could be the San Francisco Giants. And finally, a team with virtually no magic whatsoever. <laughs> our Diamondbacks. basement, our base. Are you talking about our basement buddies, the Diamondbacks? Yeah, they've got also one all-star going. Joe Mantiply, my favorite name in baseball. Yeah, only the third reliever in D-backs history. I was kind of surprised that. Also, another older guy. I didn't realize he was 31 years old. C.J. Crone, uh, 32 years old. Joe Mantiply, 31. So pretty neat for him. Uh, the one positive thing uh, I'll say, since uh, we've been dunking on the Diamondbacks all year long, I mean, we kind of have to, uh, is they got a lot of really good young players, and they're rolling them out. Right now, Diamondbacks, uh, as far as their rookie position players, they have started and played in the most games in all baseball, 338 games ahead of the Royals, Pirates, Cubs, A's, those four clubs, you know, they're a little bit listless. They're still trying to figure some things out, but the D-backs might be a little bit ahead of that. Gerardo uh, Prodomo, 
Really nice young player, Alec Thomas, which we've seen. Robin, uh, those doubles, taking him away from Connor Joe. He's nice. Cooper Hummel, they picked up in a trade last year. Got to see him down in the Arizona Fall League. Nice little piece there. Jose Herrera, Jake Hager, Seth Beer, the man's so nice. They made a shirt after him there uh, down at gophnx.com. That is a nice shirt. Have you seen that uh, Cerveza shirt for Seth Beer? I love has. it. I cool. love it. They're doing some fun stuff down there too. I wonder if they dunk on the Rockies as much as much as we dunk on the D-backs. That is a great question. I've been I've been texting with the boys a little bit uh, the last couple of days as we uh, get ready for some little draft shows, a couple of draft segments coming up. Uh, Sunday is when it's all all going down. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the post game show on Thursday or on Friday's podcast, depending on how you listen to it. You can always watch it. Uh, if it's not live, you can watch it after the fact on the DNVR Sports channel here on YouTube. And then, of course, on uh, Sunday and Monday, we'll talk a little bit more about the draft. We'll probably even be live on Sunday, that final game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Final Arg. one here at Coors Field before the break. Arg. We'll definitely do that. <laughs> so I'll have, to, I'll have to ask those boys if that's the case, if they're, uh, they're dunking on the Rockies. I don't know. Not sure. Who knows? We'll find out. It's just so easy. How could they not? How could we not? Yo, AJ, draft season, baby. Let's go. Yeah, we've got some great draft stuff coming up for you that we're already working on. We know Susie has some great stuff coming up. Like, right now. Oh, oh yeah. Let's let's get to it. Patrick, we're going to play my favorite game. Say what? (laughs) I... uh, truly chose to not let Patrick know anything that I was up to today. Uh, I like to keep him on his toes. Patrick, are you ready to hear some out-of-context quotes and then guess who said them? Word him up. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Someone's got to take down the polar bear. Patrick, I feel like you should get this. Who said that? Oh, no. (gasps) I have no idea, actually. Now, I can't stop focusing on the silhouette. It looks like Jose Iglesias, but it cannot be Jose Iglesias. So, um, yeah, I don't think they've announced anyone yet. Actually, on Thursday, I believe uh, I overheard there's going to be a a Home Run Derby selection show. So we might find out if CJ Crone is uh, going to be in that. It seems like all indications are that that maybe not. But uh, Bud Black did talk about it. Again, the coaches, they kind of looked at the depth chart and say, hey, you know, uh, who could throw pitches? Buddy kind of. Tapped out. He's not really going to do it, even though he's got that uh, left-handed toss coming in there. Mike Redman threw batting practice last year for Trevor Story, so he might need a year off. I'm I'm close. Shohei Otani? I don't know. First of all, Patrick, there have been some people selected to uh, the Home Run Derby already, but Bud Black said this, and you were there. (laughs) I was. You there were you there when he said it, but he said a lot too. So you were on the right track for a little bit there, but yeah, he had a lot to say about how he thinks CJ Crone would do in the home run derby if he were to be selected. And uh, I, I, I want it to happen. I'm glad he put it out there at the universe. Ronald Acuna Jr. He's in, right? Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, and Pete Alonzo, of course, the polar bear. Um, Pulos, he is in. Really? I did not hear that. I yep. don't know how, but I like then, that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Juan Soto, Kyle Schwarber. This makes sense to me. Yeah, so that's all we have that's so far. Yeah, all so right, a lot have been named already, Patrick. Five of the eight. That's pretty good. Yeah, Buddy's uh, was in. We've had some a couple of interesting uh, pre-games me- pre-game meetings with Buddy on Monday. Very lively, very spirited. Had some great one-liners. And again, it's just you hear it, you laugh. You don't reflect back on it all the time. You're right. He definitely said that. And then today, out of nowhere, we were we were trying to get an idea about something about the minor leagues with the shifting. And out of nowhere, boom, he's calling over players. Hey, come over here. Give me the lowdown. Hey, what was it like over here? We, we've never had that where we've had a, a special guest come into our little pregame scrum. So Yeah, Brian Servant was just like standing in the scrum like with his bat. And Buddy was like, aren't you supposed to be? Doing bad in practice now, and he's like, "All right, bye." I'm, I guess I'm dismissed. But even he was just like, "Am I still supposed to be standing here?" It was very funny. So yeah, he's. I love when he gets super animated like that. 
Buddy's been on one, so I'm I'm gonna I may have to guess him for the next couple of these. Well, let's see what happens. Um, uh, you know what? Spoiler alert: He didn't say any more of the quotes, but I'm gonna get to the next one. Here we go. You look like a creepy uncle, Patrick. Who said that? Corey Sullivan to me. <laughs> I would say that to you, actually. That, I don't. You look like. Did a Corey Sullivan say that to you? Not publicly. Uh, no, no, he didn't. He did. He, he just did the Forrest Gump. Uh, I have zero idea. I, well, I could say who might be the creepy uncle, because who do you, you think know, would be the creepy uncle? Well, that that no that that's a no win situation. But we've got some guys uh, switching up their facial hair there a little bit out in the bullpen. So uh, the real question. You know what? Is, I'm going to make this a safe space for you. This was not in reference to a Rocky. Oh boy. Who looks like a creepy uncle? I, I, Eloy Jimenez said this about Tony LaRusa. No. <laughs> no, that was a great guess, though. So we're guessing some Red Sox fan said, oh my gosh, Kale, that's a great graphic. It's a uh, Ben Affleck. Um, so yeah, this was picked up on a mic at a Red Sox Yankees game on Sunday, presumably directed at Matt Carpenter, who was at bat. He's got a mustache. Assuming it was about that. Listen, it's not his fault. Oh, here's the video. Yeah. I love I it. See this. So funny to me. I love when fans get picked up on the mic. And especially in a, you know, Red Sox Yankees games. They're always sold out. So it's not like it's an empty stadium. So pretty I got a pretty good laugh out of that. But listen, it's not Matt Carpenter's fault that he plays for a team. Or that's the only facial hair he's allowed to have. That's true. That's true. DNVR, we allow all facial hairs. Uh, as long as you got that the soul patch. That's it. So I got a Matt Carpenter stash going. Plus, and then some. And that's why I, I could never uh, work for NYNY Yankees. Uh, are we branching out? <laughs> Did we get that one yet? I don't think so. I'm not going not, anywhere. I'm staying in Colorado. Not yet, but that would be such a funny rule when we do expand to New York if they're like, no facial hair. Would it be NYNY or NWYK? I kind of like that. I kind of like that one, right? I like that too. We'll have to talk to Brandon about it. PM that one. File that away in the bank. Okay. All right. Let's talk about another quote. I'm gonna. We're gonna head on to the next. I'm not going to let Canada tell me what I do and don't put in my body for a little bit of money. This sounds horrendous out of context, but Patrick, who do you think said this? Well, <laughs> out of context? I mean, I think the context is clear if it's what I think it is, because there's been a lot of players when they got to go up to Toronto. Uh, we know the Phillies uh, had to deal with this for, for a couple of days uh, where, look, if you're not vaccinated, they're not going to let you in the country. Major League Baseball the, does not uh, does not govern everything, and they're not going to look the other way there up in Canada. So, uh, I, 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 it's either going to be uh, JT Realmuto or Kyle Gibson. I, I'm guessing it might be Kyle Gibson, right? Didn't he miss a start? You know what, Patrick? You were so close. It's, it was JT Realmuto. So yeah, the three-time All-Star said on Monday that it's just not worth it. So him, Alec Bohm. Aaron Nola and Kyle Gibson, they were all on the, they're all on the restricted list for that series. So they won't be paid for those two games, but for real Muto, that little bit of money is 200,000, six, I'm not going to try to read numbers. <laughs> I'm not good with words right now. COVID brain, COVID brain. 262. Um, that's how you, yes, yes. I taught math. So I know that's how you pronounce it. Of course, of course. So yeah, that's that's what he calls a little bit of money. Good for him. <laughs> Jeez, I, I know a fantasy football league you might want to get into here, JT. Jeez. <laughs> they might have an an open spot. I'm assuming Tommy Pham is not invited back to that fantasy league. And we don't actually know who is in that league, but I I'm thinking uh Tommy's out. They got you gotta boot him. You can't allow him back in the league this year. JT Ramuto. I think he's going to slide in there. He's going to get an expansion. You might have to pay an expansion fee to get into that league, but it is perfect for him, I think. He might be trying to recoup some of those funds lost. And listen, Mike Trout's a Philly guy. He might recruit some Phillies onto his team. Great point. So yeah, good, good job. You were almost there, Patrick. You almost had it. 
All right, we're going to do one more. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. There are a lot of really good players out there, and not to take anything away from any of them, but I definitely thought I played my way in. Patrick, who said that? Okay, so this one's good. This one's pretty clear uh, as far as uh, someone who is an all-star and worked their way onto the roster and and did make it. Uh, I think this very well could be <laughs> a player and someone that was right in front of me. Uh, but even if I'm not remembering that correctly, it could certainly apply to CJ Crone, who, look, we've talked about it for the last week or two. We even had graphics made up from it. Like, that's how serious it is. Graphics were made, folks. But yeah, CJ Crone, man, he was up there with some of the best uh, NL first baseman. Ends up getting in. Josh Bell, not yet so far. Freddie Freeman, not yet so far. I'm going to say it's Christopher John. Wow, I really stumped you on this one. Um, This was actually Ty France talking about getting snubbed. So the way you heard it, it was someone who was like, wow, I'm so honored. I think I played my way in. Ty France is like, no, I think I played my way in. Like, how did I not make this all-star team? Great point. Yeah, Yeah. great point. It's interesting, too. Ty France uh, came over in... uh, in a deal that might have been a pandemic deal actually in 2020, if not 2021 uh, from the Padres and, and would have been uh, the second player, a, a lesser known player or a lesser important player in a deal who made the all-star team over in the NL because you had Andres Jimenez make the all-star team. He was one of the guys that the Mets gave up to uh, acquire Francisco Lindor. So here we got Ty France boom came over and uh, I don't know, a 23 player deal between the Mariners and Padres. <laughs> one of, three different 23 player deals that they've come together. Look, I, uh, I, I'm going to say this on a, a podcast that's already been recorded for tomorrow, but uh, AJ Preller, do we know if he's okay? Cause it's been like four months since he's made a trade. I'm a little bit worried about him. So he is long overdue to do something and uh, he, he's going to break out in a big way at some point before the trade deadline. Well, well said, well said, Patrick. Yeah. All right. That's the game. You did an okay job. No, not not so good. Yeah, uh, I'm being nice when I said you did. No, no, you you know you tried. These are very out of context, but you did your best. That's it. You look if if you did a better job than me, or even as equally as bad. I mean, as equally as good. Excuse me. Uh, reach out. Hit us up on email. We're we're available. Patrick at the DNVR. Susie at the DNVR. We do check those bad boys. You can also uh, reach out to us. DMs are open at dnvr underscore rockies i'm at patrick d lyons on twitter you can reach out to us let us know yeah and i am at the Susie hunter on all platforms look we've got a lot of late night momentum but you know what they say about momentum it's only as good as your next show so we'll talk to you then <laughs>